0: From the Cyber Hub Bunker in Studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, security gang, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. It's Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. A busy show today, a lot of vulnerabilities to talk about, a lot of new different styles of attacks headed our way or already targeting our organizations So stay tuned for this morning's show. It's going to be a packed one for that. First of all, if you have not subscribed to the show yet, please make sure to do so. We are live Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern right here on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Find us at the Cyber Hub Podcast. Go to your favorite podcast listening platform. Subscribe there and get all the latest as well. Join me as we kick off every show with a tradition, a tradition like no other, one that powers us through the day. Coffee. mine espresso coffee cup cheers y'all we'll start with ICS industrial control systems with teletonica networks uh having 11 different vulnerabilities the findings were presented at black hat asia last week the 11 vulnerabilities would allow for remote code execution and full control over hundreds of thousands of devices and ot networks in some cases even those not actively configured to use the cloud Specifically, the shortcomings reside in the cloud based management solution offered by Sierra Wireless, Teletonica networks, and in hand networks to remotely manage and operate devices. Successful exploitation of the vulnerabilities could pose severe risk to industrial environments, allowing adversaries to sidestep security layers as well as exfiltrate sensitive information and achieve code execution remotely on the internal networks even worse the issue could be weaponized to obtain unauthorized access to devices in the network and perform malicious operations such as shutdown with elevated permissions this in turn is made possible due to three different attack vectors that could be exploited to compromise and take over cloud management industrial iot devices through cloud based management platforms one is weak asset registration mechanism the other one is flaw in security configuration this one actually can, does have several registered CVEs, 2023, 22601, 22600, and 2259 or 8. Um, and then an external API and interface threat actor could abuse multiple issues identified in the RMS to expose sensitive device information. So all of these CVEs, in addition to several others, um, have all been now addressed according to the company. And so you could see these pivot um, and and that's, that's there as well that um so so that's been resolved for the most part you got to patch those systems up sysa is warning of a critical ruckus bug that's being used to infect wi-fi access points sysa warned today of a critical remote access flaw in the ruckus wireless admin panel actively exploded by a recently discovered DDoS botnet the security bug cv 2023 25717 was addressed in early february Many owners are likely yet to patch their Wi-Fi access points. Furthermore, no patches available for those who own end-of-life models affected by the issues. Attackers are abusing the bug to infect vulnerable Wi-Fi ABs with Endorio bot malware, first spotted in February of this year via an unauthenticated HTTP GET request. Once compromised, the device are added to a botnet designed to launch eight DDoS attack. The malware supports 12 DDoS attack modes and cybercriminals uh, seeking to launch that can use these as part of it the CISA has given federal executive branch agencies a deadline of june 2nd to secure their devices against the rce and added it to its known exploited vulnerability catalog which now is close to 800 a clr sql shell malware is targeting microsoft sql servers both for crypto mining and ransomware poorly managed a microsoft sql server so a lot of us use SQL. SQL is part of business for, for the most part. If you're a practitioner and you're looking at this story and you go, why would I care? Well, poorly managed SQL servers are the target of this campaign. It propagates a category of malware called CLR SQL shell that ultimately facilitates the deployment of cryptocurrency miners and ransomware, while similar to a web shell. And in most cases, we overlook, by the way, some of these shell commands simply because of the way SQL operates and they're utilizing those same that same activity in order to execute their malicious behavior within those environments now poorly managed sql servers could be a whole serious uh, th- that's a very broad definition but if you're if you don't know what dif- what your sql servers are doing if you don't know what 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 a a average day looks like in in those environment in that environment you could very much easily fall for this specific malware. Now, this isn't just a ransomware attack, it's also crypto mining. So one way to recognize if this is actually happening is to look at your bill. If you see your cloud costs and your server costs increasing significantly month over month, try to drill down and see why why that's happening and chances are you'll find a crypto miner sitting somewhere in your back door. So you can see all of these, by the way, and all of our stories are in, in the show notes. So go check those out there. There's also an open source Cobalt Strike Geekin that's being used in a macOS OS attack. Um, Geekon, which is a goat-based implementation of the beacon from the widely abused pen testing suite of Cobalt Strike, is being used more and more to target macOS devices. Both Geekon and Cobalt Strike are utilities that legitimate orgs would use to simulate attacks against their networks and improve defenses. Threat actors have also relied on them for attacks. This is a new fork in the development, according to Sentinel-1, who's been monitoring the Geekon Geekon activity in the wild and noticed an increase in the number of payloads on virus total. So when it first appeared on GitHub as a promising port for global strike that could work on macOS, people appeared to pay little attention to it. However, Sentinel-1 is now reporting that this changed in April after anonymous Chinese developers published a GitHub 2 Geekon forks, Geekon Plus, free and publicly available, and the private paid version, Geekon Pro. Historical data from VirusTotal indicates that the mock zero payloads for the free variant of the fork have been under development since November of 2022. Today, the fork has been added to the 404 Starlink Projects, a public GitHub repository dedicated to red team pen testing tools maintained by the GG Shengdao Laboratory since 2020. Um, Sentinel-1 found two cases of malicious deployment on, on two VirusTotal submissions that occurred on April 5th and April 11th. The first is an Apple script applet file named uh, ju yinging resume app which is designed to confirm that it runs on a macOS system before fetching one unsigned Geekon plus payload from a command and control server with a chinese ip address the researchers know that that particular c2 address has been previously associated with cobalt strike attacks on windows machine so this is a significant development and something worthwhile to defend against uh, folks and something to pay attention to gang it definitely pay attention to that there is a security breach the u.s department of transportation is responding to breach of employee data their investigation and the breach came to light on friday it was first reported by reuters the breach leaked the personal information of 237,000 current and former federal government employees in a letter to congress the dot said the incident affected the tran uh, the trans well the trans transit benefit system that reimburses government employees for some commuting costs. In a statement to a recorded future, the Office of the CIO at DOT said it was continuing to investigate the data breach. The preliminary investigation has isolated the breach to certain admin systems at the department used for functions such as employee transit benefit processing. It didn't affect any transportation safety system, according to a spokesperson. The support of other federal agencies, including CISA, the Office of the CIO, are addressing the breach and have suspended access to relevant system while further investigation While they further investigate the issue and secure and restore the systems, the agency has frozen access to the system, according to Reuters, and it it impacts about 114 current government employees, 123,000 former employees and users of the program receive a 280 mass transit allowance per month. So there's that breach to deal with. This is obviously on the heels of other breaches that have happened, including the most recent one targeting the health care benefits of congressmen, uh, women and their staffers. In other news, VirusTotal AI code analysis is expanding to Windows and Linux script support. This is a great, by the way, add-on for so many practitioners. So Google um, has also added more scripting language to VirusTotal Code Insight, a recently introduced AI-based code analysis feature. This was launched with the subset of PowerShell files. Code Insight can now also spot malicious batch BAT, command prompt, CMD, shell, and VBS scripts. Besides the list of additions uh, included in the Google announcement, Bleeping computer was also able to discover that the company added support for auto hotkey and Python scripting languages. So all of that is now available in VirusTotal. total. What a what a wonderful way to share uh, what some it's, it's great to share with it with our teams. It's great to have another ability to use AI effectively and, and obviously with a lot of the talk around AI and generative AI and, and chat GBT. This is definitely a good advance on the virus total side of the house. And finally, the Washington Post is talking about these mysterious bloggers who dox suspected Chinese hackers. For years, they've been called the intrusion truth. They've shed light on Chinese hacking operations by naming suspected Chinese hackers. Now, after five months of a relative silence, they're back and they're turning their sights to Wuhan in China. Uh, we're back to, to, to one more time to tell a familiar tale how an MSS-sponsored APT group known its, for its hacking operation around the world has been caught red-handed the MSS is China's Ministry of State Security Wuhan one of China's most populous cities home to some of China's most impressive cyber talent the blog wrote in a new revelation over the last several days they've been delving deep into a web of Wuhan based cybersecurity firms and school it says are linked to the Chinese government the founder of a cybersecurity school identified by intrusion truth actually lived in Florida and the daily beast shannon uh, vivara reported on Thursday that they t- uh, APT 31, an apparent reference to China's linked hacking group, is widely known by that name. Finland's accused them. Google and Microsoft have all had claims. Uh, same thing with UK and Mandiant. Um, they could have broader ramifications. Um, essentially, to show you that how it's all intertwined, and, and the, the reason that this is con- it, it's important is because a lot of our companies will come to security and risk and say. We want to do business in China. What are our risks? What are some of the things we need to look into? And obviously, there's some classical risks that come with doing business in China. But this the, the, this recent report here by the, by the Washington Post really delves deep into the fact that they're all interconnected. It's one giant web, and there's no way of doing one thing without impacting the other. And it requires a lot of planning, a lot of uh, uh, segmentation. Uh, And and a whole lot more in order to really effectively try to do business in China. Otherwise, there's no point of doing it um, because the risks are just too great. And um, the Chinese are known to steal IP. They're known to steal business ideas and they're known to make it their own. That's it for our show today. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more. We're live at 9 a.m. Eastern right here on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. Catch us on your favorite podcast listening platform share and thanks for everyone who was commenting on this morning's show we try to get to the comments after the show Till then have a great rest of your day and most importantly stay cyber safe we love feedback so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform